Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. And we're back with another hot take. Hot take. Live. Oh my god, and it is literally hot out today. We're we're gonna be hitting those summer months where the hot takes are gonna be sweltering takes. Sizzling. <laughs> we are in the Prius, Bishki's Prius. Uh, we have the air conditioning on, so apologies for any uh, unsightly or unsoundly wind. Sound interference. Uh, but we need it to survive and to bring you this we're going to get to the bottom of Solo today. Nobody else on the internet has even touched this subject. No. We are the first... <laughs> we are the, the dead last to actually be talking about this. We've been sitting on it for a week. <laughs> We've been sitting on it. It's lukewarm, but we're going to give it to you. We have in the Prius, as always, Brother Bishke. Hi, guys. And Brother Lucas. Never tell me the odds. And today, resident Star Wars guru brother Justin. But I was going into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. That is exactly correct. You were the only guest that could ever be on this episode. And we're not even going to talk about the plot because you all should have seen Solo by now. I mean, come on. It's a Star Wars story. Yeah, right? I mean, it flopped. You, it did flop. What are you going to do? Not see it? Yeah, and then, of exactly. course, a bunch of people did not see it. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's it's the low. It's what is it? Dro- the, it dropped 78% the second week. It's going to barely clear 200 million domestic. It, they, they might not make sequels to this, even they though might that, not was, make that, money that, 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 that was their intent. That's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you so much. And Kathy Kennedy is now, her job is in jeopardy. I would imagine that next year there could be some reshuffling, maybe. Interesting. She, um, she had no plan for this franchise or for this universe. Like, she's embarrassed herself, like, every step of the way. <laughs> I and, am, and every success she's had is barely been First, let me just ask, before we get started, did anyone, like, like is anyone going to give this, like, a positive, like, a positive thing going on here? Any any positive vibe? Like, uh, spoiler alert. Okay, we'll just have well, to see. I just want to warn... Lodgecast listeners, if they love this movie, don't you don't have to coddle them. I I just don't want to. Okay, they know what they know what to expect. They know they know to expect it hot and they know to expect it fresh. I can't imagine anyone within the sound of my voice right now had a positive take on this film. Okay, at best it's okay. Okay, Okay. especially the film aficionados that would be listening to this right now. Yeah. It's a subtle dig at Brother Zach, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, Lucas, I sense some extreme disdain in your voice. Are yeah, you, let's, just, let's, just, let's, just start, let's just start with the, uh, the opening title, right? It's, it's called Solo, right? It's <laughs> called Solo. Nailed it right off the bat. And it opens with him with someone, right? So he's not exactly alone. And then after that, he gets paired up with Chewbacca. And then after that, he kind of finds like a surrogate family. I'm thinking, is the only scene where this motherfucker's by himself when he's checking in to the Imperial Army and he gets a stupid ass fucking name in the most embarrassingly clunky way imaginable? Is that really the only scene where he's quote unquote solo? We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Lucas, I like your take on the title sequence, like the, the titles. 
how they didn't do the scroll, but they did a like a little. Oh right, they did like a cheat. Like for some reason, Kathy Kennedy and her brain trust was like, we're only gonna have the yellow scroll for only the proper like chapter. But don't you think that's films. a good thing? I, Fuck I no, actually, I want to see I that. No, but don't every put movie. any text in front of it. Yeah, then sorry. just fucking open well, up. They, they okay, have to establish a little something, something. But I would say that the opening, sh- the sh- the title shot was. Very anticlimactic. I mean, they barely tried. It was a pan up of Corellia. He goes pie in a speeder, and then it's instantly solo. The title comes up. I mean, there's no fanfare, no build up. No, very it's flat. Little, it's, yeah. flat. It's, just, it's just, let's I'll get this with over with. Yeah, yes. There's no heart or soul in the movie. And I thought what really bothered me is for a character that is known to take risks, the movie takes zero, like zero risks at all. Like, like there's nothing. New or exciting or interesting. Like, okay, it's okay. Just, yeah, this is... Well, I think when it started and he was, like, in the beginning of the movie, he was in front of a, a Jabba-esque crime boss mm-hmm. called Lady Proxima. There you go. She's kind of in the shadows. She's this slug lady with some jewelry. <laughs> and there's a bit where he says that he's holding a thermal detonator. And Call it's just back. a rock. Oh, Callbacks. And she's like... No, it's not. It's just a rock. And you made a clicking noise with your mouth. And I thought, okay, Lord and Miller have at least some... There, there's some DNA in You think that was them? Movie. You think that was... That was all them. Was Ron stand? Howard did not come no. up with any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that. Uh, so I, agree, yeah. I think at that point, I was still a little optimistic. I'm like, okay, this might get, this might get funny. This might have some charm. Mm-hmm. And then... To the best of my ability, I think that's the last of their kind of sensibility that I really detected. Aside from maybe when Han meets Chewbacca and he tries to speak Wookiee. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, there was yeah. a little bit of humor there. Yeah, yeah. The, I, but it didn't fulfill it, it yeah. I, no, I mean, there, very little humor. Yeah. I, I did think the opening was a little anti... There was not much fanfare. Which, fine, you're trying to be gritty, you're trying to be street level, you know? It's really dark and underlit, too. But, I know it's moody, but... But I was yeah. with it. I was with it when they got separated, he and Amelia Clark, whatever her... What's her name in this? Kira. 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 When they get separated at the checkpoint, I'm like, okay, so it's going to be a rescue movie, but those aren't really in vogue right now, because it's like, you don't want to just have to rescue the lady. Yeah. But that's what they set up, and that's what... That's what the cool stakes felt like to me. And then she's just at a party and they see each other and it's kind of like... There's a lot of those moments. Like a lot of like, oh, like, like, hey. like Justin said, let's move it along, let's keep it going. Like, oh, this just happens and like, okay. Like that, they, they fucked that up. Like that could have been a very emotional scene, but it's kind of like, hey, yeah. what are you doing here? Well, it really felt like there was a checklist yeah. We have a couple we bullet f- points that people know about Han Solo's backstory. We gotta hit him. We gotta see the Sabic game where he wins the Falcon from sure. Lando. We gotta see the Kessel Run. Anything from the yeah. lore, yeah. I mean, we get to learn all the answers to the questions we never asked. Like, how did Han get his last name? How did he get his blaster? How did he get the golden dice? How did Chewbacca <laughs> get his nickname? There's like how seven, did there's Billy like, D pronounce ha, like Han? How did the off. Falcon get its peculiar dialect? And why is the Falcon referred to as a she? How did the rebellion start? Why did Greedo... Han shoot Greedo first. How did Han win the Millennium Falcon fair and square? What happened to Darth Maul after he got cut in half in the Phantom Menace? So anyway, anyway. A lot of questions answered. 
and I didn't answer, ask. But just going people. to like his name, for instance, that scene. I think like I, I get what you're going for, but you can do it better. Like you're you're doing the most half-assed execution of it. So like, why not have him say like name? And he's like Solo. What kind of name is that? Mine. Who are your people? Me. Boom. Move along. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. not like this clunky like. Hmm. I, let's just call you Don Corleone. Yeah. And and I like, have a Fuck theory you. with that scene in particular. It's heated because back there. Like Ellis a, Island. There are ahead. moments in 21 Jump Street, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It's an R-rated comedy. Where scenes get cut abruptly for comedic effect. And I would venture if Lord Miller got to finish this movie, that scene would have ended abruptly. The guy saying, what's your last name? And he says, I don't have one. And then the guy like stamps something. And then we... Yeah, gets, a, gets, a, gets an idea the and then stamps... Solo. And then we get, you know, Kathleen Kennedy involved. We get Ron Howard. They're saying, listen, we can't leave anything to chance. We have to say what we mean because we can't leave anything ambiguous. It feels like we're about to start a lock her up chant for Kathleen Kennedy in this car. <laughs> well, um, dude, I, I mean, I feel, I feel she <laughs> needs to be responsible because in three short movies or years, she's completely deluded, like a lifetime of IP. Like, I am officially, like, not excited to see any more of these mm, installments no, at I'm all. Not, I'm not afraid. Like, this shit, this that. shit is, is like, it's lousy. It you is lousy. Rogue One, she, no, like, no, barely I'm pulled out of the fire with Tony Gilroy. And just, that's, like, my third favorite after, you know, the original trilogy. But, but come on. Like, you just don't have that boner that you used to. No, it's, it's because there's a, it needs anticipation. It needs it does. a buildup. And when you get, that's not allowed now. You get one every year. It, every six it becomes months. becomes less special. They and think... it's just, it gets diluted no matter what. And there's no chance that you can have a great entry that people will want to watch in 20 years when you crank them out. This yeah, this is not the Marvel Universe where you have all these different characters and there's no consequences. Like, there's consequences to Star Wars movies and you, you gotta build anticipation. You can't, yeah. Well, look, just what they presented and served up, which I felt was, you know, they had the right ingredients, but it was ill-prepared and undercooked. Felt like, like a student feature. No, no. Like, if you're going to make a, if you're gonna make a movie where I, I had no idea what to expect going in, but once I realized, like, oh, we're going to see the castle run, well, I better top the shit in Mad Max Fury Road, because if you're not going to show me anything crazier than that, then you should get the fuck out of my face. Mm. And what do you what do you remember from that castle run? Them circling the drain like of a toilet with an octopus with, like, lightning coming out of its tentacles. It was the biggest <laughs> jack-off thing I'd ever seen in my life. I could smell John. Peters, you know, fucking with his spider like robot <laughs> from, from from Wild Wild West, and that. like, spider. good god, that was embarrassing. That was, that was very underwhelming, and oh. it has a moment that where Star Wars delves into some Black Mirror shit, and it is completely painted over immediately and not addressed. What was that? They took a sentient robot, which was not oh, only sentient oh. but all jazzed on robot rights starting a revolution L3 then, L3 is that the name yeah L337 it the voluptuous played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, in parentheses Fleabag it should have been L7 like the like the rock band but anyway anyway so they take this droid who's all hopped up on like civil rights for her kind yep and take her and just put her in a machine that only communicates with other machines yep and seemingly she cannot just get be transferred out of the Falcon into another body or another consciousness. No. She's now uploaded. only she's they've she's turned a cog her into in the wheel. they've turned her into Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and she can't just, have any opinions. And then it's just that's it. 
it's a it's a throwaway line that informs a scene in the Empire Strikes Back where C three PO says, "Where did your ship learn to communicate? It has the most peculiar dialect." And it's because it's its own character. Right. But that's horrifying. That something that, that can is think like for Black itself yeah, is yeah, then yeah. your car's navigate like navigation <laughs> computer is alive. And there was a scene where it was implied that she could have sexual relationships with other people. With Lando. Which more never, than sexual Lando. Which has never been more than implied. In, I think yeah. more than implied, Lando was mourning over her yeah. Like, yeah. quite a bit. I think they did have sexual uh, relations. They were and fucking. to just essentially yeah. plug her into the Millennium Falcon and just be like, hey, how do we get out of here? It's a weird move. I'm going to say L3 was worse than Jar Jar Binks. And that's, that's a, a bold, take. that's a hot take that's right hot there. Take. No it, way. That's, that's ludicrous. L3? She was at least a little funny. Like, when she was freeing all the other... Jar- when she and- screams equal rights when Lando asks what she needs, there was groans in the theater. Like, it was... Yeah. But, but uh, Jar Jar, man... No, I know. Jar Jar's really bad. Jar Jar doesn't even have the jokes. I've, I've got a fondness to him now. I know. You've always had you a fondness People for want him. equal rights? Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even know to ask for that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> well, it's, what do we think of the casting? Uh, I mean, of what do we think of um, my, my yeah? My problem with the casting is like Amelia Clark is is too light in the loafers and like opposite uh, Alden Einreich, You know, it was like it was it was weaponized blandness. Like I was trying to stay awake because the two of them didn't have any chemistry at all together. And I'm thinking you got someone like you got you got someone like Thandy Newton who's actually good and you're just gonna completely underutilize her and then waste her. Which by the way by the way, the ending scene like doesn't really work because Thandy Newton's not alive to witness it happen. You know, so like that right there kinda solidifies and proves to me they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their shit. Oof. Yeah, I mean she was sacrificed to, okay, to the plot. For a, for a whole lot of nothing, really. Yeah, yeah. And then when John Favreau's multi-armed monkey alien Who cares? Died, Who cares? It was really hard to feel anything. <laughs> Lock him up. What do we think of Donald Glover? He's the highlight. I mean, to me, yeah, he barely sure. salvages it. Like, they, 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 you know, they gave him the cape, which I thought was, like, the overdoing it. And I'm like, well, we don't really need to have that explained, we fucking gotta, empire. But, of course, we've got to fucking explain it. Put it on the list. I gotta yeah, say, though, Lance. him having a cape room in the Falcon was pretty legit. I think that that gives him a little bit of style. But, they, but own, they didn't like, give him a moment. They didn't give him, like, one moment where, like, yeah. Well, he, he wasn't he, in it that much. No, I know, but, like, he should have had, I'm not saying he's a hero. Like, I know he's a scoundrel or whatever, but, like, give him one fucking moment. Like, I don't remember one moment besides, you know, the card game, which was irrelevant anyway. I'm talking, like, in the service of the plot. Like, yeah, in, yeah. in, 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 in a set piece. He goes back to save his droid, which is I thought he, uncharacteristically heroic for the scoundrel character, but it's really, it's not enough. Yeah, I thought he was kind of doing an impression. What do we think of Alden? Aaron. Aaron Reich. Reich. I th- pretty, I thought he bland. I thought he was okay. I thought he, because he wasn't doing like a Harrison Ford impression. I thought he was. You thought he was? Yeah, that's I that mean, was my main takeaway. I'm like, oh, okay. pretty pretty good. Because I uh, thought Donald Glover was doing more of a Billy D. They were both. They were both. I guess they were both. They were both mimicking their their mannerisms and gestures for sure. I mean, look, Alden, like, I thought looked the part in certain moments, but he wasn't given clear direction or an arc, so he played it one note from opening till close, and he's too short, so it's like, <laughs> you know, they should have cast, uh, like, you know, what's his name from, uh, like, Baby Driver or something, maybe him, I don't wasn't know. He, it was going to be him or the other guy, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I was getting vibes from Alden that were, I don't know, 
Narducci has not seen the film yet, but I want to see what Narducci, Resident Bad Boy of the Lodge Narducci, thinks of it because I feel like it's Narducci up there on the screen yeah, when I, I see Alden Ehrenreich. Sure, when he's that. laughing, Mine. his mannerisms, not necessarily his looks, but he just, he has... His heroism. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to get your guys' take on... This is something that means a lot to me as someone who used to collect Star Wars action figures, which is Star Wars names. Now, this movie has both the most ambitious new Star Wars name and the least ambitious Least ambitious being Woody Harrelson's Tobias Beckett. <laughs> Who the fuck calls a Star Wars character Tobias? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. bad. Sounds like a poet. Yeah. Most ambitious goes to Therm Scissor Punch. Oh, who wow. was at the card table when they were playing? Therm a- Scissor ten- Punch. Tentacle-faced alien. Okay. Therm Scissor Punch. Wow. Mm. Scissor Punch is spelled as you would expect? As you would expect. Okay. It was outed as a character name by some Denny's trading cards. Oh, I that love that. Promotional Dude, I love how those fill <laughs> in the blanks, that. you know? Like, that you got to piece it together. Thank like, you, Denny's. Like, like, like yeah. a puzzle, yeah. And they tried very hard to wedge in some Rogue One action. The, I saw some char- Yeah, I saw some familiar faces, I thought. That character's name is Two Tubes. That makes sense. almost Star Wars. Two Close. Tubes. Close. Two Tubes. Okay. He was in Rogue One. But I thought they were going to have a little more because they're doing this universe building, and it's the same... About the same era takes place a little bit before Rogue One, obviously. Until Darth Maul shows up, and we don't know what's going on. No, we know what's going on if we follow the Clone Wars. If you read the books or and whatever. If you read the books, and that, you, yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. I was confused when I yeah, saw that. Yeah, that scene. that threw a like, wrench what? in a lot of people's minds. But I knew from watching Clone Wars uh, a little bit um, that Darth Maul survived when he got cut in half yeah. at the end of Episode One. Was sure given did. robotic legs, mm-hmm. and he's also it's building up for what. Obi-Wan movie coming up in a couple years. That's that's a yeah, hot could, take right there. I, I can yes. see that, but it just, yeah, in the theater, at least the audience I saw it, they kind of groaned at the Darth Maul thing, and it was almost mm. like a boo hiss. Like, it was just so random, and again, not fucking dramatic. Like, so he, like, check, she checks in with him, but, like, this, the movie's over at that point. It doesn't contribute at all to the story. There's no, it's devoid of tension. It's just like, fuck, man. Well, sure. I think there's, there's some hubris on display in that, this is written as movie one of three. Yeah, right, so they right. held back. Because if you know that you're going to get one shot at making a Han Solo Star Wars prequel, you put in Boba Fett, you put, you it put all in Jabba the Hutt, yeah. you don't leave anything to chance. Yeah. And they didn't do it. They teased yeah. Jabba at the very end. It's because they're taking us so for granted. Slightly. And they are just it. like, listen, you're in for this. You're going to watch all of them. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to just dole it out slowly. And it kind of failed. Yeah. I, it just... I think they're going to go They're gonna go with Obi-Wan. They're going to do Boba Fett. And after that... They'll do they a might Lando to, movie. They'll they do might, a Lando movie. They'll do a Lando movie. But then they're going to have to take a break. Because people are going to start... A long break. Yeah, yeah. Shit but by the time soon. it's Lando, it's going to be like Lando owns like a space football team or something. It's going to be kind of <laughs> like Ragnarok. He'll be on his own not-so-deep mission. Who knows? So, are there any other factoids floating around, or should we go to the bones on this one? Yeah, I'll just say my final thought is, I mean, to me, the most interesting uh, part of Han's story 
was ironically his like full metal jacket induction into the Imperial Army. And what do they do? Jump cut three years later. Fuck you, audience. Like, we're not showing you shit. And then all of a sudden, he's like on a battlefield, like, you know, pitching himself to this surrogate family. And they sell him out. And he fucking, like, he's like a puppy dog. He's like, oh, they, they betrayed my trust. That's okay. Like, I'll still go after him. It's like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense at all to me. Did like, you want I, a Han Solo basic training yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's like the, the the first act or whatever, and he gets disillusioned, or he like carpet bombs a bunch of innocent civilians. Like I don't know, <laughs> but explain to me why he's like so jaded and cynical. And yeah, when he gets his blaster, like wouldn't it have been cooler if he killed some alien and took it off the alien's dead fucking body? That maybe kind of looks similar to Guido, so it was ironic years later, as opposed to him just getting it handed to him. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like flat, stupid shit like that. And I'm thinking it's not the, the seat of my pants. How I could spice this up and make it better? Mm-hmm. Like sell the sizzle, motherfuckers. Yeah. Give me some steak. You got a universe. Work with it. Like, Did Guido on. shoot first? Uh, uh, what, what's your bone count, Lucas? Well, cap it off. I give it just two because. <laughs> and he gives yeah. it two. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> fucking carpet bomb. I gives it. I gives it. I gives it two because you know it's got it's got Donald Glover. <laughs> you know it's got. Uh, it's got him killing, you know, Woody Harrelson, which is what I was hoping. I just wish they had done it better. You're, pull, um, you're pulling your punch, and, dog. And the, and the train sequence. No, I mean, it's like, it's lazy. It's uninspired, you know, but fuck. Like, they got all the Nine Reich in it, and, you know, I didn't mind him so much, but all right. I just wish it was, like, a better movie. You're begrudgingly giving it some props. Yeah. Wow, I did not expect it, too. I thought you were going full, uh, full rage, rage hall on it. Um, that's nice to hear. Uh, Mr. Bishke. Well, I've got a lot more to say about the film, but I'm not going to. If you want to consult with me personally yes. about the plot of the Sidebar. film, uh, this, I'm open for discussions. Uh, this is a good point to say it, to like Facebook. If you have any thoughts about any of these episodes, we are ready to talk to you about it. So yeah. engage upon us, and we will expand upon or disengage. Def- I want to talk about the freckled girl on the planet Valor. <laughs> Yeah, what do you want? I to want talk? to talk in, about coax. I want to talk about coaxium with you. <laughs> I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about sabak. So if you could please, just he's available to talk sabak. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, with you. I'll say uh, good production design, dark cinematography, generic score by John Powell. Mm. Ron Howard's direction was non-existent. Whoa. I did not think I'd say this about a Star Wars movie in my lifetime, but this is worse than a prequel. This is worse than a prequel. This is worse than episode three. One bone. I think at the end of this podcast, it will mark the year of my life that I've spent straight talking about Star Wars. I think if you put it all together, yeah. I've spent one year of my 37 years yes. talking about Star Wars. Yes. Uh, I give it one bone. Oh, um, oh. And I do so because I'm grading on a curve here because okay, that's fair. you have a beloved property that people already want to love. It's right. you, you make a movie, people already want to love your movie. It's a character everyone already wants to love. You have the money, you have the cast, you have you can do whatever you want with those guidelines. And to come up with something so unextraordinary is it really just hurts it's not to acceptable. know that that happens and there's no room in my life for mediocre Star Wars. Boom. I love it. 
I'm not grading on a curve. Uh, ever since... Justin, what was the first Star Wars movie we saw together? Was it episode two? Episode two. Ever since that diner scene and that wacky CG alien walked in. I'll never forget it because you scratched my (laughs) arm really hard. I... That's when I've completely... Dexter Jetster? Oh, God, (laughs) no. That's when I... My expectations flew forcibly out all windows and exits. Um, so I, I go into Star Wars movies just looking for a good time. Um, I found it with this. I, again, I thought the storyline zigged when it should have zagged at that one fork in the road, but I'm going to give it two and a half. I had a good time. It's, it's fine, and I understand that that's not, it shouldn't be acceptable because they have all the money and all the toys and all the resources. I mean, I mean, sometimes if, you just want to play cards with Therm Scissor Punch and just have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope to live 60 more years, so I, I want 30 more episodes. I'll go to every single one of them Okay. every other year for this the rest is, of my life. This is like my Tyler Perry pledge. And I will be there. I'll give you my money, Kathleen, because you'll be there up. with me. You're going to show up. And I can't wait for episode 50. When I die, <laughs> she, she she fired a friend of ours, so I'll never forgive her for that. But other than that, yeah, she's a controversial figure in the Star Wars universe. They should make an action figure. That's our Han Solo Star Wars story hot take for you. Yeah, it was a little lukewarm because we had a week to sit on it, and I don't really care anymore. But yeah, it it, it ages like strange uh, imported cheese that you didn't know you had to refrigerate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but we will be back with you uh, with another sizzling hot take or another engaging episode. And June uh, is really heating up. I'm very June to the next episode. We got some crazy stuff coming up in June. We're we're gonna have a, a an overflowing bounty of goodies for you. We're just gonna keep serving them up. Let us know you're listening. Uh, engage us. Uh, debate us. Smack us up, flip us, rub us down, and uh, love and light to you all. Brother Justin, thank you for joining us in the hot Prius. Thanks, Justin. Anytime. And uh, we'll see you next time. Love and light. Peace. May the force be with you. Hell.